This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door, including my favourite, the Quarter Pounder with cheese. Mm. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery, so the only thing left to say is, are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app, and you can also get reward points delivered too, so that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants, 18+, plus. rewards registration required, points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hello everybody and welcome to episode number 176 of the Stacey West podcast. I am Ben and Gaz is still recovering from Covid this week so you've got the Misery Twins again. Yes, I'm joined by Jake. How are we doing Mr Todge? Yeah. Yeah, I knew that was coming, didn't I? Yeah, no. <laughs> Do you know what, Ben? I, I, I'm good. Like I think we've, we just said before we, we, we come on, we're both absolutely naff kids. Um, uh, you know, at least we've got a win to talk about, which might cheer us up a bit. But no, all all good, mate. I've got a I've got a nice orange Kilippo. Oh, yeah. I'm looking at your I'm looking at your Kilippo with with a slight amount of envy. Although yeah. I have sent a uh, a somewhat suggestive photo to our group chat for for Gaz to uh, use as the podcast thumbnail, oh. which I sneakily took when you were uh, when you had the Kilippo hands free. Shall uh, we say? <laughs> quarter past nine on a uh, on a Thursday night, and I'm having a Kilippo. You know, moving out. Who says being an, an adult isn't fun? <laughs> <laughs> Thing is, right? You can do that. But you have to face up to the consequences of doing that. You know, you know, because you now have responsibilities, you can't just do that and then think, "Oh, cool, I'm not going to go to sleep." But somebody will probably say to you at some point, "Why aren't you asleep?" Mm. Because you'll now be buzzing your tits off until two o'clock in the morning. What? Because uh, of a calippo? All the sugar, mate. No, mate. I, I've had a long day at work. I will be passed out on that bed pretty much as soon as you as I press the end button. I can promise you. <laughs> I mean, it might be before then, to be fair. We've spoken before. Um, right, so... Um, we will start, sadly, um, with the weekend's game um, against, let's be honest, a team that are undoubtedly going to be top six at the end of the season, potentially top two. Gaz thinks they're going to win the league. It's hard to see anything other than that potentially given the um given the performance on saturday um obviously yeah you know got brushed aside four nil by posh on saturday it was three nil at half time um i'm amazed that they actually decided to play any injury time at the end of the second half they should have just blown up and i could have blown up on 80 minutes to be fair um yeah disappointing one 
Um, I think the performance overall, like, you know, we weren't at our best. But the problem is when you have a moment like that and you're not at your best and you're playing a team like Posh, they will punish you and they, they will punish you very, very swiftly um, and somewhat brutally. So, yeah, I mean, you you went, what mm. was... Um, what was the general consensus coming away from it? I mean, obviously, you know, you were still pretty noisy. Yeah. Do you know what, Ben? Uh, I think I walked away from it absolutely, absolutely hammered walking back onto Andy's <laughs> Um All I, I remember getting back into Lincoln and thinking, oh my God, I'm absolutely trolled. Uh, how am I going to get home and get a kebab? Um, no, you know, you know what? Um, I, I think the consensus walking away, Ben, sorry was we knew we weren't going to win anyway. Mm. Um, obviously, Posha, they've just had a year of playing in the championship. They've kept the squad together. Uh, they've got some. They've probably got the best front two in the division in Clark Harris and, and Jack Marriott. And, and they tore us apart. Um, you know, I, I thought Joe Ward, obviously one of our ex-lads, was fantastic down the right wing back. Um, made Robbo look extremely average. Um uh, and at the end of the day, we just weren't on it. Um, we, we, we. I think you can look at the errors for the goals. Um, obviously, you don't, you don't want to name names, do you? But I think the the, the penalty issue, obviously, that's a, a lack of communication. And then the, the the fourth goal as well. That that was a pretty big um, miscommunication. But do you know what? Even in the in the stands, like it was, it was just amazing. Like everyone, we knew we were going to get we we're going to get battered. But the the fans just wanted to show the boys that even in this really difficult moment that Peter, you know, Peter were absolutely battering us, we wanted to show the lads and Mark Kennedy that we're still behind them and, and they've got our support fully. And, and it, you know, it was almost magical, Ben. I don't believe in fairy tales, but I do now. And, and I, you know, I really think they appreciated it because after a 4-0 defeat last year, and I, I understand people don't like comparing the old regimes, etc., but after a 4-0 defeat, I think, you know, our players stand on the halfway line and clap the supporters. You know, after a 4-0 defeat on Saturday, they literally came almost up to the advertising hoardings and were there for a good five minutes, nearly just taking it in. Um, so, fair play to everyone that was there, that was contributing. Um, but, you know, it, it's a, it, was a, it was a tough moment because you never want to lose to them, do you? But you just have to accept that they are two, three, four years ahead of us in our in our in our current cycle. So we will get there. We will get there. Um, but there are th- tough days like Saturday, and we just have to, you know, react to them. And and to be fair, um, based on the result at Barrow, we we did react pretty well. Yeah, I mean, like, like you said, I think Peter has always been for me the um. um the team to kind of emulate um, in terms of the, the model that they have. Obviously, you know, like you said, they're, they're several years ahead of us. They're not necessarily, I'd say, a, a bigger... A, a, I mean, obviously, they're a bigger club, but like, they're not necessarily a club that have a bigger fan base um, or potential fan base. Um, I think, you know, it, it's just a, a club that's been well-run um, and have always had that way of getting players in, getting to a point where, yes, they're now worth a, a couple of million, sell them on, 
you know save half spend half and when you when you're spending that kind of money in league one or or the championship you're probably going to get a decent player um to replace whoever you've sold so like like you said they, they've kept most of the squad from the championship last season so they're going to come down gelling you know having already gelled in a league where they're playing you know like where well, they were playing forest last season forest are now you know, <laughs> flying high in the Premier League, although admittedly it's still early days. But yeah, I mean they're going to be they're going to be there or thereabouts at the end of the season. Um, I don't think there's any doubts about that at all. Um, yeah, Gaz knows, just... doesn't he? Gaz knows that. <laughs> yeah, league winners. All right, Gaz. Yeah, I, I think I, I mean I think they'll be they'll be up there. I, I think I had them in the playoffs. Um, I think it's probably a couple of sides that are going to be very strong. But you know, yeah, I I just think it was a. It was a day at the office where hopefully the guys, you know, the lads take it and, and learn from it rather than shrink into themselves and, and take it all to heart and, and um, let it sit with them for too long. But um, obviously we are now on Thursday, it'll be Friday by the time you listen to this. Um, it's been spoken about to death and I would feel a little bit of a misservice if we didn't talk about it. Um, but obviously there was a minority of fans um, that let the side down uh, quite literally. Um, and, you know, decided it'd be a good idea to just start hurling sexist abuse at the referee. Um, and it's it's not right, you know. Like, I, I think the argument that some people have put to me this week is, oh, well, it's a referee, they always get abused. It's like, there is a difference between, quote, part and parcel of the game, which is disagreeing with the referee's decision, and sometimes in a very vocal manner, and let's be fair, let's be fair, we've all done that. There's a big difference between that and sharing abuse at a referee because she is a woman. That's where the line is. And it sounds like, you know, a number of supporters crossed that line. Um, the club put out a decent statement on Sunday, I think it was, Sunday or Monday, um, which condemned them in, in the highest terms. So they're going to be launching an investigation into it. Um and ultimately, you know, the club want to project themselves at the moment as an inclusive environment for people. Um, there was obviously the, the Lincoln City women's game, which, you know, I went to and it was a really nice day, you know, a really good day. Um, the result was slightly, slightly favourable towards Donny Bells, I think, in the end. Um, but I don't know if you've seen the free kick. Um, yeah, no. But Dan, I just, just want to pick you up. The, the result was fav- slightly favourable to Donny Bells and the fact that Donny Bells won the game. I, that's what I mean. I, I don't think they necessarily deserve to win the game. That's what I'm saying. But they did. But it don't matter if they did because they, they won it. But yeah, I yeah. saw, I saw, you know I saw the free kick. Yeah, well, yeah, hell of a goal. But uh, you know that side. Look, it the, the line is drawn, and I think that's where you know people overstepped it, and the people that are the, the people that are defending it, whether they mean to or not, they have been defending it. Um, just it 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 tipped me the wrong way a little bit i think um and uh yeah hopefully you know people start to learn from this and and just call the referee shit because yeah. ultimately yeah. that's that's it you know um i don't I mean, think I, she I, was ben i don't think she was well that's the thing i i i've seen the game back and i don't think she was shit either i think there was you know maybe one or two calls but I think she got the big decisions right I think the penalty was a penalty I don't think there was anything overly contentious about the display I think it was you know it was just a a game that we lost 4-0 and probably 
nobody would have complained about that result. Yeah, we we can't blame the referee for our individual errors as to why we lost the game. The reason we lost the game was not Rebecca Welsh at all because she is a top quality referee who has been, you know, who weeks earlier had been refereeing in, in uh, you know, the top, of the elite level of the women's game. So mm-hmm. she's no, she's no slouch. Um, I thought there were one, there were one or two calls that probably went against us. I, I was high up on alcohol, um, you know, <laughs> and in my Lincoln City specs, um, you know, you do shout for everything, but. Yeah, there's certainly certainly lines when it comes to that sort of thing. You can't you can't say some of the things that that, that people said. Um, I didn't specifically hear it myself, um, but I did have a, a lady in front of me, and she was telling me that she was scared to come to to games because of what the the abuse that she the referee endured. Which obviously, given the amazing work of the football club and the Lady Imps uh, Association. Um, you know all that good work that they've put in to to build the inclusive. If you because Ben, if you look at Central Bank on a Saturday afternoon, mm-hmm. it is probably one of the most diverse crowds in the entire football league. And mm-hmm. the club have done so much work to get in order to build that reputation and get you know women. Uh, we've got uh, gay like the, the LGBTQ society coming involved. We've got you know kids, adults, old elderly people. Um, and it's a real good sort of indication of what living in Lincoln is like, mm. and it, it, it and it's just undoing all the great work to make to, you know to build that up. The club have done not to blow smoke at the club up, up the club's arse or anything, but it just really it ticked me off, and it really ticked me off that people would say that sort of thing. It's twenty twenty two. I was on BBC Radio Links with Mark Cohn, and and he was saying it. it it's twenty twenty two, and we're still talking about it. It's yeah. absolutely ridiculous that we're still talking about it, and we've spoken about it to death. And and pretty much, I think everyone on the pod and and, and the state's US team just massively condones it and hope the football club take the right action. Hundred percent. I mean, you know, without labouring on it too much, I think you've got to then ask the question of would this kind of discussion have happened if you know back in the day, uh, John L. Singh was uh, John L. Singh was getting abused for the fact that he's. Um, of a different ethnicity to the people in the stands or a lot of the people in the stands and speaking from experience when he did referees I know that that did happen um, times are changing to the point where that kind of behaviour now gets called out I know his son's now become a referee as well so you know I, I think the the abuse that gets hurled at people because you know they're different to you just in in daily life like just it's pointless um but that's getting on to whole other discussion so we will move on to barrow um, a win (laughs) indeed now obviously the game wasn't streamed anywhere it wasn't available anywhere um other than radio lincolnshire so i had the radio one downstairs listen to the, the game and it sounded a bit flat um it didn't necessarily seem, you know, like the uh, the kind of bounce back that we needed, um, and particularly, you know, eighty seventh minute, getting that, uh, you know, going two one down in the eighty seventh minute. You just think, oh, okay, right, well, we'll have to bounce back on Saturday then. But then we came back with Jordan Garrick, and then we had an amazing penalty shootout, which I'd never seen from a Lincoln City side. Mm. Um, 
So really, yeah. Wembley going to Wembley. That I mean, amazing? in terms of three saves, I don't think I've ever seen that. Yeah, fair enough. Um, so yeah, I I don't know. Like it. I mean, the, the positives. Scully did what Scully does. Um, on the back of the news that broke before the was it before the Peterborough game? Yeah, but about forty minutes before the Peterborough game. Yeah. ridiculous time for that to come out. Yeah. Um, so, you know, before the Peterborough game, they they sort of said, look, well, uh, there's been some interest from Anthony Scully, which we'll talk about shortly. Um, but yeah, you know, Scully did what he does, um, what he does best, and then it sounded like a couple of again individual mistakes that led to the equaliser. Um, and then, yeah, again, 87th minute, Barrow score. We think that's it. And then Jordan Garrick pops up, um, you know, combining with Tom Hopper and uh, slotting home uh, the equaliser. So, I mean, I've seen the highlights. Have you seen anything more than the highlights? Or uh, No, I, I've only seen the highlights. But, um, do you know, what? I, I think... That, that I think I think Gaz said it when we we did the pod last week and we we, looked, we quickly previewed it. You know, Barrow are no slouches. I think they've won four or, or mm-hmm. three or four of the first five games in League Two. They're in the automatic promotion spaces. Pete Wilde, who is coming from Halifax, has got them playing a real good brand of football. They've signed some really good players. Um, so obviously, when we go one nil up pretty early on through Anthony, um, you think, oh well, you know this this is going to go the same way as Doncaster. But Barrow put a bit more, bit more of a fight, didn't they? I think it was a, mm-hmm. a, a another set piece that we've conceded from um, pinball in the area, uh, and the lad managed to stick it away. And then the second goal is completely our own doing because if you watch the highlights, Ben, we're playing it out from the back, we're overplaying it, and and they they able they work they able to work it, and and Ben Whitfield who we've been linked with before, who I think he went to Port Vale and, instead of coming to us. Um, took the ball away nicely and then, you know, I think Kennedy alluded to it in his post-match where the players just needed to use their heads a little bit more mm-hmm. and and they realised that overplaying at the back was not going to work. So they decided to go longer, fortunately, and, and, and it was a really good flick on from Hops into a dangerous area and to be fair to Garrick, I thought it was a great finish um, mm. under, you know, under such pressure uh, from the defender and then Obviously, from that point, it's sort of, you know, I was thinking, oh, God, we've just about saved it. Penalties, here we go. I think, I think I've seen us win one penalty shootout in the in the checker trade game. Um, but you're dread, you dreading the worst, aren't you? Because it's penalties and, and, and being English and penalty shootouts absolutely terrify all of us. Um, and also but, with Paul Farman in goal, let's not forget. Well, this is the thing. Um, and Farman shit hours or even you know in the in the ninety minutes. So never mind from a penalty spot. So no, I was I was worried. Um, but the boys remained professional. Stuck the penalties away. All of them did really well. And then man of the night, Jordan Wright. Um, three saves in a row. I don't think that happens very often. Um, no. I mean. You know, get looking at the draw, I wish he didn't bother, but um, yeah, I mean, <laughs> great, great from Jordan Wright, his point of view, obviously. I think Kennedy alluded to in the post match again. Obviously, Jordan played the game against Sleaford in pre season. Mm-hmm. I don't think he was too happy with about that. Um, no. so he came in, put his head down, and, uh, and has really challenged Carl Rushworth. And, and to be fair, has done pretty well in 
in the game since. So be interesting to see when once Kyle's back fit, whether he, he plays, I imagine he will, because of the loan deal, etc. Mm-hmm. Um but yeah, no, great night, good penalty shootout and, and, and just glad that we're that we're in the hat, even though we got probably the most unexciting draw out of a lot. Yeah, I mean um the the highlights only showed the final penalties from everybody, but the club put up a video on social media of the entire penalty shootout. And um, yeah, Jordan Wright uh, was extremely athletic in his uh, in his saves. Um, one down to his left and then two over to the right. I think the third one was fan- just a phenomenal yeah. save um, to, to sort of keep that one out. So brilliant performance. And like you say, the... Um, the way that he alluded to the, the Sleaford game, I mean, Mark uh, Mark Kennedy also um, mentioned that, and then you know it was it was brought up with uh, with um, uh, Rob Bapies. Yeah, um, Rob brought it up as well um, to say, look, well, you know, was this the case? And he just sort of turned around and said, yeah, you know, it was uh, it, it wasn't ideal, um, but. He kind of went away from that game, took a look at it, and went, "You know what? I need to, I need to work hard to get into this team." So, I think he will still go with Rushworth when he's back fit. Um, but you know, the fact is that Jordan's had a good, good moment now where he can at least point to that and say, "Right, well, I can do that." So, I'm going to try my best to you know, to try and get back into the team at some point. So, I imagine it's probably the loan deal, isn't it? Like I just said with with Rushworth. To sign yeah. a player of his quality, and when we went to, when we did the live pub with Mark and Jez gave that talk, he spoke about maximising the low knees that you can get, and obviously we've done that with Carl and England under twenty one mm-hmm. international coming into League One. You know, you look at that England under twenty one team; not many of them were going to be playing the train in, in League One this year because there's players like Anthony Gordon in the same squad who's about to go to Chelsea for sixty million. So. You know, mm-hmm. um, I imagine it will be a similar clause to probably what we had with Josh Griffiths last year, if fit, Kyle plays, because, you know, he, he he's one that's going to probably have a, a better career than Jordan. Well, we think at the moment, anyway. Yeah, absolutely. So, that's the footballing stuff out of the way. Um, and, uh, yeah, I mean, we, we might as well talk about the other stuff as well. Um it was announced on Monday, so before the Barra game, um, that Chris Maguire has been charged by the FA um, with 52 counts. Was it 52 or 51? Um, I believe it's 52 counts under the uh, the betting regulations to say that uh, he has been betting on games between 2017 and 2022. Um, so that essentially covers um, his time at Sunderland and Lincoln. Um, No further details have been announced. Um, It's obviously not great news. The club have suspended Maguire with, um, with, you know, no further, no further questions, basically. Um, But it's important that we don't jump to conclusions here and, uh, you know, immediately start trying to guess what's happened. Um, I mean, do we say that and then immediately start jumping to some some suggestions? Do we potentially think that this might have been um, 
on the cards when you know Mark Kennedy was saying that Chris wasn't in his in his plans this season. Um, do we think he may have known about it at that stage? Maybe, maybe it's hard to tell, isn't it? Um, obviously, we're we're not privy to the conversations that the mm. football club and the EFL have on a on a daily basis. Um, it might be it might have just been the fact that Maguire completely doesn't really suit the, the style of play of Mike Kennedy. That that might be the reason. It probably is the reason. Um no, I I wouldn't I wouldn't like to think that it, it that the reason that that Mark Kennedy's not playing Chris Maguire is because of the best obviously now he has no choice. Um mm-hmm. because even then it, it had Kennedy known that the betting thing was going on I don't mm. think he would have been involved in, in the three games subsequently that he's been involved in. So um, I, I probably I probably think that's probably not the case. But, you know, we, we, we don't know. And obviously, um, you've got to, I, it's difficult, isn't it? Because it, it doesn't happen very often in, in professional football. We've had it once and it it was with Bradley Wood, I, can, I seem to remember, um, mm-hmm. all those years ago. So, yeah, I'm not too sure. Four. <laughs> hey? Four years ago. Four years ago. Was it four years ago? Yeah. Crikey. Um, I think it was I think it was well, it was during the twenty seventeen season, so I'm I, I think it was twenty eighteen that it was uh, it all came out. But I I, I don't know, I, just, I haven't read too much up about it. I I just think, you know, Maguire was not a player that was massively involved anyway. Um obviously it, it puts the club in a bad light given the fact that we've given Maguire a contract. Obviously he's been suspended. Whether the club will just decide to get rid of him um, uh, uh, and, and sack him, or whatever the club decide to do, that will be their decision. Um, I'm not, you know, I, I'm I'm not particularly sure either way. Uh, obviously, just as a, as a professional footballer, the one thing you know you can't do is bet mm-hmm. on football games. Um, and I know this this whole thing about the forbidden fruit and, and tasting better when you know you can't do it. Well, I sound like I'm having an affair with someone's wife, don't I? <laughs> um, but yeah, it's just it, it, he knows he could, he knows he shouldn't do it, but he's done it. Uh, 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 and, and without trying to like all jump on the back of Chris McGuire, it sounds like a Chris McGuire thing to do, Ben. Do you know what? I, do you know yeah, what I, mean? I, I know what you mean. You, you kind of have that moment where you think you almost get the feeling that. Um, Sometimes Chris doesn't think that the rules apply to him. Um, he wears white uh, socks with sliders. Absolute weapon. <laughs> Jesus Christ! But look, no, I mean, obviously, you know, if this is if this is part of a larger thing in Chris's life, um, where he may, um, you know, if, if there's a problem there, then obviously, you know, we'll need to get help for that. But ultimately, like you said the rules are you don't do this and if you've broken those rules then the punishment should be you know obvious i mean there's no indication at this stage that there were necessarily games that he bet on that he was involved in um i think someone said you know he could have been betting on the german third division or whatever you know some an, another league many many uh, many countries away um but you're not allowed to bet on the outcome of football games if you're a professional footballer full stop so if you breach those rules then you know the punishment should uh, should be brought down um but i think that's probably as much as we can say on it until it all comes out in the wash so um yeah uh, disappointing one um but hopefully you know the club i think the club have handled it with, with grace so far um i think liam's 
statement where he said, this is the only thing I'm going to say. And then basically went, I can't really say too much was fair enough. Um, but, you know, answered the questions in the way that they can do. So, um, yeah, unfortunate. But I think the silver lining might be that he, he's a player that, like you say, wasn't particularly too much involved and it could get him off the wage bill, even though it would be a bit of a, a disappointing way to get sat, uh, well, from to leave the club. Yeah, um, you, you don't, you, yeah, you don't want a, a player to leave with surrounding controversy, do you? Um, even, even if he's got a toxic relationship with the fans. So, yeah, it, it's never not. It's never nice to see people lose their jobs. We talk about, you know, if, you know, Chris at the end of the day will have kids and they'll have a family to feed. Um, mm. Something perhaps he, he, he should have thought of it if, if that's what he's getting up to. So, um, yeah, I, I don't think there's much, too much more we can say about it then without. No. probably causing some sort of legal problems for Gary in the future. <laughs> and I'm sure yeah, I mean, I think, I think the thing I do want to say quickly is that, you know, you mentioned there about, um, you know, how how he's been and how he's been with the fans. I think the way that he started the season actually pleasantly surprised me. I think um, the fact that he got his head down, uh, seemingly got his head down away from the, away from the training ground and, and just kind of got on with it, had a, you know, adult conversation as Mark Kennedy described it um, and was basically told look you're not necessarily in the plans then kind of worked his way into being involved in the plans admittedly through injury and all the rest of it um, he could have spat his dummy out and not bothered to show up but he's, he's done the professional thing and, and carried on um, so from that side this season I think you know he's, he's not done too badly it's just with everything else that's gone on previously yeah, maybe not. So, but we'll move on to some transfer rumours and discussion. Um, the first one, obviously, is the um, the one that we alluded to earlier. Broke about an hour before the Peterborough game. Um, is apparently the fact that Anthony Scully has been the subject of quote unquote interest from Championship clubs and League One clubs. Um, first of all, I don't think the club would let him go to another League One club unless they were offering, well, I, I would probably say unless they offered extremely high six figures or maybe even seven figures, I don't think he'd go to another League One club um, because that's not the way that we operate. And I think Jez has actually said it in previous discussions where he said, look, we, we wouldn't necessarily want to sell to our rivals. So if there's a pathway there for a player, it would be to progress to the championship. Um, because if they, you know, if they want to compete in this division, they want to compete. They want to avoid selling up our players to rivals in the league. So, I think we can probably write off most of the League One teams that might might be interested in Anthony Scully. And I think there will be some Championship interest. And whether this sparks a bidding war, and he is no longer a player this time next week, we will come to see. Um, but, I mean, yeah. What What are your thoughts on um, on the discussions, and, and do you think he'll still be at City next week? Um, I think he'll be gone. Then, if I'm honest, um, there's there's been murmurings for a while, hasn't there, about Anthony Scully um, leaving the football club? Um, yeah, like like you say, obviously, I, I, it's difficult because because there's two sides of the story with Scully. There's the player that has got 35. 40 goals nearly over the course of his time at the football club and then there's those that 
that, that, that sort of, you know, margin him as, as predictable, which I think on occasion I might have done out of pure frustration. Um, I, I, at the end of the day, I, I think he'll, he'll get a move up to the championship. He's definitely been our, one of our top performers over the last, you know, two, three years. Um, a player that has done it at League One level can definitely, you know, and probably wants to try himself higher up because, you know, he'll have ambitions of being called up for the Republic of Ireland squad. Um, mm. And obviously they're doing pretty all right at the moment in terms of, you know, competing to get into World Cups and Euros and they'll want to put himself on on, on that platform. So, um, look, the football club, like you say, I, I, I think are unlikely to sell to a, a League One rival. I think Posh are one that's been interested. I know for a fact Ipswich are, are someone that have been sniffing around Anthony. Um, I, I don't think he goes to a League One club. I, I think... You know, with the re, you know, with the things like Toffolo and and Teo Eden and Jaws Grant, the, the idea is, if you're going to play in League One, you're going to play for Lincoln City. Mm-hmm. The only way you're going to get a move is if you if you try yourself at a level above. And ultimately, I think there are there are there are clubs at at that level who are looking for a a wide player who can score goals and and create goals like Anthony Camp because wide men who can who have that finishing instinct like Anthony are very rare. Yeah, you know, hard to come by. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I've, I, I think I've, I've had discussions with a mate who's a Blackpool fan. Obviously, I think they've been credited with an interest because of the, the the manager there. Wouldn't mm-hmm. surprise me to see him go there, to be honest. Um, but yeah, I, I think I think he'll be gone um, by the by the end of the window. I think we'll have a replacement sorted. Um, you'd hope anyway. We don't want another Morgan Whitaker situation kicking off. Um, but yeah, no. Uh, if he does go, a fantastic player to, to to don the red and white over over his tenure here. Um, a player that I've you know I've really liked, enjoyed watching. Gets you off your feet, doesn't he? Um, mm-hmm. But if he stays, you know what? Even even better because we've got a player that we know is going to help us consolidate and, and push on towards the where we want to be in the next couple of years. So yeah, that that's my summary on Scully. A good player, happy to keep him, but. Probably happy if the right offer was to come in, then I'd probably be happy for the money as well. Yeah, I think that's the thing. Is it's the price has got to be the right thing for for everybody involved. Um, and you know, the, I don't think the club would want to to hold Anthony back. Um, you know, again, going on what's been said previously, like they, they want to be able to provide a route for players to better themselves and and you know perform at the highest level they think they can. You mentioned you know like Teo Eden, for example. We know for a fact that you know when when that was all happening people were saying oh we just need to sign a new why won't you sign a new contract with us because blackburn probably offered offered him 10 grand a week or more you know that that's how it works um and it's it's a fair enough move and that's you know again beating the same drum over and over and i hate the phrase but it's the model that's what we do at the moment we get players in for cheap we develop them we sell them on like Anthony Scully didn't cost us a lot from West Ham, from my understanding. Um, we're about to potentially sell him for anywhere between half a million and seven hundred and fifty grand. So, yeah. And the thing is, Ben, it, if Scully do, goes and gets a move to the Championship, it shows all those players who are performing it in in these Premier League academies and elite academies that Lincoln is a great place for them to drop into, 100%. perform well, go and get themselves a big Championship move. So. Yeah, rather than sitting in these under 23s academies, you know, uh, and rotting away. So, uh, 
you know, in that in that sense, I would like Scully to go so that we can inspire the next the next Anthony Scully to come in, uh, uh, and hopefully, um, you know, perform as well or equal on the pitch, even you know, if not even better, and mm-hmm. and, and then go and make the club a boatload of money because you know, like you say, that's the model. That's the way we, we're doing things under the current um, regime. Mm-hmm. Um, and then obviously, you know, if if Scully were to go. We would need to potentially bring in a replacement. Um, and it sounds like, on top of Alex Gilby, David we may Mendes. be looking... Go on, go on, pronounce it, Ben. We may, be looking, we may be looking at another uh, Charlton player yeah, in the form sorry. of Dialan Jasaimi. I think it's Jasaimi. I think it's Jasaimi, I think. That's what's I'm going with Jasaimi because it's J-A-I-Y-E-S-M-I. But anyway, you know, we're... He may be a potential replacement, or he may just be extra cover. We don't know, um, but apparently we've been linked with him. Um, it sounds like um, uh, Jezerin Raksaki uh, came into Charlton. I believe, if I remember right, is he the um, Palace, Palace lad? Yeah, yeah he's, from, he's from Palace. Yeah, yeah. Um, so it could be uh, could be a good one. Um, but again, you know, we'll have to wait and see. Transfer window closes next Thursday, I believe, at, at 11 o'clock. So um, there's some interesting news that came out just before we started recording that's going to be uh, fun, I think, for the for the senior management people that are going to be involved in the fans forum next week. Um, but we'll again, we'll touch on that. Um, so... Yeah, um, you, you're looking at me very surprised. I don't think yeah, you knew I, about I, this news. I'm not, yeah, I don't know what I was going on. I, I'll, okay. I'll, I'll talk to me about it later, but yeah. Yeah. This, um, this happens, sorry, I'll just bring that one on you. This, um, this so happened yeah, to Charlton, yeah. Looks all yeah. right, to be fair. Looks quick, looks effective. I think he was at Swindon before he moved to Charlton. Um, I seem to remember watching... Um, it was a game when Swindon were playing Ipswich and Scott Twine scored an absolute worldie. I seem to remember him playing for Swindon that night uh, and he got his move to Charlton and I don't think it's worked out worked out for him. Um, so, you know, if, it, if it's a, a permanent move to Lincoln, um, then, you know, he's a player that's quick. He can play, I think he can play a number of positions, can't he play on the, on the right, on the left? Mm-hmm. Has played at wing back as well. I think I, I've read in Gaz's article. So useful in terms of if Kennedy wants to switch formations up because he certainly did against Peter on Saturday. So mm-hmm. um, yeah, I, I wouldn't be against it. I think he'll be one of the many players that we get linked with between now and the end of the window. So if it's him, great. If it's not, I'm sure it'd be someone equally as good or if not better. Absolutely. Um, and then obviously, you know, there is still this will they, won't they around uh, around Gilby. I think Gaz tweeted today saying that he'd heard three different things around it. One is that we're basically the paperwork signed and the players ready to come in. It's just waiting for the, the other club to, to sort themselves out, essentially. Um, one says that he's not interested in coming to us and one says that we've not chased it. So... Who to believe at this point? We don't yeah, really know. Take, take your pick. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I think Ben Garner said that he was injured for this weekend. Um, right. So I, I'm I'm not too sure whether that means that 
Oh, well, if he's injured, we're definitely signing him then. That's how it works. Well, yeah. I, I, I find it ironic that we're going to go after a midfielder that can't get in the team because they've signed Colin McGrandles and Jack Payne. I, I can't believe it. Yeah, but, but to be fair, he's a, he's a decent accomplishment midfielder at this level. I've spoken to lots of League One fans about him. They're, they're sitting pretty happy. Whether it's whether he comes into the building or not, it's certainly the type of player that we need You know, to give last probably a, not a kick up the backside, but give him some competition so that he can continue these strong performances that he's had, you know, early early season. So wouldn't yeah. be against that against that name either. Obviously who knows what's going on. We don't the, the club do, not us. There we go. And then um I think it was the twenty first, so we're looking at what, Monday, Tuesday was that? Um Gaz had the article about uh, William Masula as well. Um or was yeah. it Osula um from uh, Sheffield United. Striker and um, potentially interest in us, uh, well, interest in coming to Lincoln. Um, although the system that we play, you would then have to wonder where would he potentially get game time. But is it is he coming in as cover? Would he want to play all the time? It's one of those tricky situations that makes me glad I'm not a football manager. The other one being that my severe lack of knowledge about football um, before you got in there. Um, <laughs> so. <laughs> um, so yeah, interesting news. Um, it sounds like it would be you know a loan deal. Um, Premier League clubs are sniffing around him. So is it going to be another one? You know, kind of Tyler Walker esque, um, potentially. With, you know, in one terms of the, in terms of the deal, not necessarily in terms of the player. Yeah, one one definitely to keep your eye on. I think he, you know, if anyone paid the money to watch the preseason batterings from Sheffield United, he. he Scored twice in those games. Um, highly rated by the Blades. Um, I've got mates who have got um, one of their mates plays in the uh, the Sheffield United Academy in the same team as him. So we're trying to ask him if he's coming out, if he knows if he's coming out <laughs> on loan. Um, so we're trying to get trying to get inside information. Unfortunately, that that's not come back yet. Um, but a striker that you know that that is highly rated by Sheffield United. I think he's on a similar sort of line to Daniel Jebelson, who was out on loan at Burton last year. Uh, and he scored um, a few goals and then got recalled by Sheffield United. So they've got a habit of recalling strikers because um, they seem to be a bit light in that area. Uh, I think Billy Sharp's picking up injuries and they've got Inman and Jai as well. So look, be a good sign if we can get it over the line. Um, but you do wonder about any striker coming into the building, given that Tom Hopper's the captain, um, yeah. and whether they're going to play lots of football. It's difficult because you've even got Charlie Kendall, um, yeah. who, who's done pretty well in, in cameos. So, no, I, I, it's a deal I would like to get done because I think he's a really good, talented footballer. Um, uh, one definitely to keep your eye on. But, you know, like, like I just said, there's going to be tens of names linked with us over the next 10 days or so, or however, a week or so. So, um, one to keep your eye on, I think. Cool. Um, and I think that's pretty much it in terms of relatively credible um, transfer rumours. What about Cornell and all those rumours? Are we, are we calling those credible? I mean, Ronaldo wants to leave United, so why doesn't he come here is probably the next one he's going to spin, maybe. Yeah, I'll be all for that. I think it'll work. For, you know what to it'll, do. it'll work for the it'll work for League One wages, surely. <laughs> uh, 
anyway. What's this thing from the club then, Ben, that you've, that you've mentioned? Talk to and me so, about that. I've heard about that. Yeah, shortly before we started recording, the club announced that next Thursday um, there will be a fans forum. There will be... Um, uh, Is that what you're on about? Yeah, so they're, they're launching oh. the third kit. Um, in an action-packed evening at the Waterside store, which includes a chance to meet Mark Kennedy, several players, and a fans forum with the club's senior leadership. Um, it does surprise me that they're doing this on Thursday. Um, yeah. They're not planning on being busy or anything. N- no. So, um, basically, 7 o'clock, Mark, uh, Mark Kennedy will be joined by Liam Scully, uh, Jez, George and Cl- Jez George and Clive Nates, for the Q&A session from supporters. Um, any fans who reserve the ticket, and then, yeah, basically you've got to reserve a ticket uh, through e-ticketing. Um, and so it's... Uh, every, every minute then on deadline day, you'll be you'll be looking at nothing. Yeah, I'm a bit surprised they're doing it, but does that mean that they're intending to get all the business wrapped up early, or are they just going to take That's a few no hours fun. off? That's no fun. That's no fun, We want deadline... Was it was it was the one deadline day we signed about four players when yeah. we were in League Two? I absolutely bloody loved it. Because it was just <laughs> the thrill of it. Deadline of course day. you did. You had a yellow tie on and everything, yeah. didn't you? Yeah, well I'm you not know, actually down here somewhere. Oh, um, Christ, he's got a yellow tie. Um I actually have. I'm looking at it. Um <laughs> yeah, no, it's it's exciting because deadline day has become this whole facet, hasn't it? That, that 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 people get sucked into and you wanna get sucked into it. You want linking to Twitter like maybe 10 to 11 and go, you up? Like with a Just smirk face. The I've eyes emoji. I've, I've sent that text a few times in my days, but I can tell you that for now. Bloody hell, we've got a player here, lads. Um, no, I just, I, I, it has been, it is a big thing, but it's become a bit of a circus, hasn't it? Like, it, it's mm. not been the same. Transfer deadline day has not been the same since uh journalists weren't allowed outside the grounds with fans because their Everton fans stuck a purple dildo in a Sky Sports magazine. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's when it all went wrong. Um I'd say that's going right. <laughs> I mean, whatever lights your candle, my friend. Um so we do have a game to talk about as well, obviously, at the weekend. Um you know, to try and keep it. things on track. Uh we are playing um Fleetwood. Fleetwood on Saturday. Um, don't know really, Ben. To be honest, I've, I've literally just recorded the preview with Napa, so I should know everything about Fleetwood. But it's completely gone out of my mind. <laughs> well, so they've they've not won in four games, and if you take into account the the EFL Cup as well, um, they you know they've, I think they've won. Uh, they've won against Plymouth. Uh, they've drawn against Morecambe. And Cheltenham and Derby, uh, not scored too many. Um, how do you see it going? Because I think Fleetwood were one of those teams that we thought may may potentially struggle a bit this season. Yeah, not. I don't think they're going to struggle now, given the, some of the players they've brought in. Um, obviously, they bought Callum Morton off West Brom. That that was quite a significant fee. Um, Carlos Mendes Gomez, who did really well at Morecambe, who went to Luton, he's there on loan. They've still got the likes of Paddy Lane, Joe Garner, Jed Garner. Um, they've got a sign of Lafayette Island, Promise on a cheer race. So they've got a lot of attacking options. And 
the the feeling around Fleetwood that I get with Fleetwood, I've just spoke to Ben, um, is that they've got this feel good factor back under Craney last year. That you know they were getting beat most weeks, and they ended up on forty points. They were pretty disappointed, but this time around, they seem to be a bit more upbeat. Now they've got the new manager Scott Brown, obviously the the, the ex Celtic man. Um, but it'll be a tough game because they, you know, that under the new manager, they, you know, that Ben says that they epitomise what Scott Brown was like as a player. So they'll be nasty. They'll be nasty essentially. Um, right. They'll get in their faces. They won't give us any time on the ball. Um, so it's going to be a hard game, Ben. It's going to be a really tricky game. Obviously, they've they've invested quite heavily in the playing squad. Uh, they've they've got a bit of money from player sales, etc. So. Yeah, I think it'll be tight. I think we're looking at another exit of sort of Forest Green, similar sort of game. Um, I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be surprised to not to see us draw it again, which nobody wants to hear because everyone's fed up with home draws. But ultimately, I, I, I think just you know a, a, a point wouldn't be the end of the world because it would mean that we keep chugging along towards mm-hmm. that fifty-point mar- uh, barrier. Yeah, I mean, I, I. I, I haven't really paid too much attention to what Fleet would have done so far this season, if I'm brutally honest. Um, I think it's going to be, you know, most games now are, are tough. Um, we know that. But given, I, th- I think the conversations that, you know, me and Gaz had before the uh, before the season started with the previews, I, I just don't think that they've necessarily got, I, I don't think they'll be, you know, struggling, but I don't think they're going to be, um, I, I don't think they're going to be top half uh, this season. I think they'll probably struggle to, to break into that top, top 12. Stop picking your ears with your pen, you absolute cretin. You didn't need I've to just, tell everyone that. I've just watched Jake, sorry, I've got, to, I've got to, I've just watched Jake attempt to dig out a potato farm from his ears with a pen. <laughs> I've got an itchy ear. That is disgusting. You looked at it afterwards as well. It's like the kids who pick their nose and look at it before eating it. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Hold on, hold on, Ben. <laughs> oh, that is gross. He just put a pen in his mouth. Um, Jesus, you've put me right off there. No, I, 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 don't, I don't think we'll see um, Fleetwood tearing up any trees this season. I think it will be similar to what the, the, the season that we're expecting. I think we're probably going to see them consolidate again. Um, this season and then you know kind of regroup and, and possibly go again next year um, but yeah interesting because I've, I've looking at a few bits I'm seeing that NCR is doing quite well I mean, he's rating, rating quite highly in his game so far so it could be a, an, a, a good afternoon for Tom Hopper to, to test himself maybe yeah I just hope they don't finish above us this year Ben because me and Nappers have got a bit of a bet going on if, if, we, if we finish above them he's got a uh, do a live stream in a Lincoln shirt, and if they finish above us, I've got to wear a Fleetwood shirt. So, fingers crossed, uh, they those pesky cods can uh, stay stay below us, or else I might look a bit of a a bit of a tit in a Fleetwood shirt. It makes makes a change for me looking like a bit of a tit in a Lincoln shirt, mate. It's all Brilliant. good. Brilliant. So. Right. Okay. I won't be doing this again. Thank you. <laughs> right. Well, uh, you have mentioned your, uh, you know, your other wife, uh, Natas. Oh, so don't uh, want to talk about it too much, to be honest. Ben, but, yeah, <laughs> didn't want to mention that I'd, I'd just done it as well. Um, what we'll do is we will cut to the preview. Uh, so here is what Natas thought about the game going forward. Um, 
So, uh, yeah, here he is. Uh, and we'll talk about the last time that the two sides met then, because that was back at the end, towards the end of last season. A bit of a timid 1-1 draw. You guys took the lead. Um, uh, we managed to claw it back in the second half. A, a game of two halves, that one, I think that's fair to say. I actually prefer the, the game that got postponed, mate, if I'm honest with you. Yeah, me too, actually, yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we had a good weekend there, didn't we? And um, Yeah, like I said, first half, I thought it was those types of games last season where we, I think we were both down there where, you know, if you, 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 you finish off your chances in one half and you're more than safe. And we did that on numerous occasions last year where we just couldn't finish the ball off, couldn't get the ball into the final third at the right moment as well. So if we can improve... Um, on that last year, um, I think we'll be more than fine. You know, I think you've improved as well. We've both got new gaffers, uh, and I think the best of all thing that we've both got is we've both got new good feel good factors into the football club now. So I think now we've got that. I think that there's new belief. I think if we both kept the same manager, I know Michael Afton did really well for you. I reckon it'll be a bit more going to season a bit. Oh, again, it's another league one game. Now we're up for every game, aren't we? And, you know, you're believing in Mark Kennedy, uh, uh, Kennedy as well, and um, you know we're believing in Scott Brown as well. So there's a there's a long way to go, but you know we've both come an awful long way in the last few years. But I still think that both football clubs will be looking to do a bit more because it's always. I, I, I bet you, Bernie Jake. Yeah, have Lincoln gone as far as they can go and when we get it with Fleetwood we both have promotion charges I don't think that's the case with us because in League One anyone can go up and we we have the, the ownership the fan bases um, to get behind the team um, to you know mount a promotion push I've just said Fleetwood have a fan base what have I come to? Yeah I, I think you're wrong then Appers um Let's talk about obviously your your league one man. You, you do your league one shows on a Monday night, obviously. With yeah, I, think, I think the co-host on that's a little bit poor, but yeah, go on. Yeah, well, yeah, all right. I'll have words tomorrow. Um, yeah, let's let's talk about your thoughts on Lincoln's business. Then I, I'm interested yes. to see um, what your thoughts are. Uh, Charles Vernon, Paul O'Connor, who who's sort of taking your fancy of our new boys so far? Paul O'Connor, if I was me, I remember you signing him. And he was like, early on in the week, because I'm on the assignment, and I remember saying, mate, that is a good signing. And you went, oh, I've not really heard of it. I went, well, he was at Bradford, and he did this, and he did this. And But the one thing I signed, I went, he's played this amount of games. He played this amount of games last year. He played this amount of games the year before. And these were his statistics. But forget about how he did in a side, how many games he managed to tune out. Your problem last year was, I'm not having that you were a sixth or seventh from bottom side last year. You had too many injuries at wrong times, just like ourselves. We had 16 out at one time. And I went, if you can keep players fit, you're comfortably, in my opinion, in the top 30, in the top 40, win one, draw one, lose one, and your performances are better. And uh, last year, that haunted you. So for me, bringing in a player that can play that amount of games, um, Oakley Bootle, didn't you bring in as well from Stoke? I, uh, I like the look of that signing as well. Um, and then obviously, I think the, the best news of the summer was at this moment in time, Touchwood, for your sake, Anthony Scully still being at the football club because you've got a player there that will go and get you, you know, probably 15 goal contributions, if not more, uh, this season as well. Absolutely, mate. Uh, and can I push you for a score prediction for Saturday afternoon? It's difficult because 
I reckon it really could go either way. I can see both sides nicking it. I'm going to go for a 1-1 draw. I don't think it'll be nil-nil. I hope it's not nil-nil. I've seen too many of them in the last few weeks. Um, I reckon that the crowds could have a, a huge impact because I reckon even if you go 1-0, it's going to be even harder to say in the game, if that makes sense. I reckon if, if, you, if we're going to win, it's going to be a later goal where your fans are just stunned. Um, we peaked a little bit too early last year. It was a bit like England against Croatia, a goal similar. Your fans got, honestly, your fans were immense and you got your side back into the game and two wonderful goals. I think my angle of it was, you know, probably the best in the stadium for it. Um, the way that he cut in and smashed it in off the upright. Um, and hopefully it won't be like that, but I'll go for a 1-1 draw. And there we go. That is Napa's preview um, with Jake. And you can catch the full one on the YouTube channel. And I believe you can go and see Jake and Nappers have discussions with other League One fans every Monday. Monday at seven uh, on the Cods Vlogs channel. He's trying to get to 10K. So if you could go over and, and, and help him out. Um, he's also been nominated for the Football Content Awards as well. I'm sure he'd be happy that, that, that he's been there. Uh, He's done that, so if you could go and give him a vote, um, probably give us a vote. Actually, I don't, I don't see what if we're if we're up for it, we might as well. That's probably something that we should talk about. Maybe give us a vote. I mean, I've not, I've not tweeted it because it seems very self-centered and egotistical. But um, if you would like to vote for at Stacey West blog in the football content awards, there is a, a template tweet that I'm sure you can find floating around there, uh, that there internet. Um, It'd be nice, but uh, yeah, I think there are some there are some interesting things around the, the FCAs. But uh, either way, are we over an hour? To I think that? we're not quite over an hour. Um, I know I know certain people, um, Jack included, get a little bit grumpy when we don't hit an hour. But um, it's getting late. I mean, we started this at, at quarter past nine, and I've got to get it edited, and I've got to get another podcast edited. So um, I'm probably not going to sleep tonight again. Um, but is there anything, you know, this is the section that we normally have earmarked for quote-unquote banter. Is there anything that uh, you'd like to have banter about? Yeah, okay. yeah, your hair looks shit, Ben. I mean, that's the pot calling the kettle black. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean? Mine's, mine's voluptuous and, and volumised. Where did you get the idea for it, the Vileda catalogue? Fucking hell, Jake. No, it... it it's a it's a Justin Bieber redo from 2013, just with a bit of oomph. With a bit of oomph. Yeah, yeah. My Jesus. my 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 barber absolutely loves my hair. Um, there, there's a way to sleep, my barber. Shout Someone's out, Chris, Luca, everyone. Have a shout out. Why not? <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. Anyway, yeah. Um, no, I think uh, I think we're probably good. Um, for the week. Um. I say get uh, get following us on the socials. Uh, Jake is at Jake Todger, um, and yeah. uh, I'm at Winstano. <laughs> yep, yeah, I'm, um, I'm I'm pretty. I've changed my Twitter name now, so I'm now joining in to try and make you all stop. So um, let's get rid. Let, let, hashtag stop the Todge. Hashtag stop the Todge. Jesus, if that gets if if that gets more than five tweet five. Like tweets, I would be very surprised. What would you do if they got more than five tweets? I'm not going to say it because you'll just create five new accounts and tweet <laughs> it. Shave that bloody awful trim of yours, Ben. 
Hey, my my trim is fine. It's just that I've got a massive forehead if it goes. So, you know, I'll be all right. Anyway, uh, yeah, fair point to wrap up. Uh, we'll see you at the bank on Saturday and uh, see you next week when maybe Gaz will be back, um, which will probably be a re sweet relief to most people because otherwise it's going to be us again. Um, but we'll see you then. Up the imps. Up the imps. minute and all your mates around watching the imps on iFollow. You've got your McNugget share boxes on the go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping but then you steal the last nugget snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in. At participating restaurants 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.